Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to learn tips, tricks, and stories from other investors in the field. Today, we have a special guest with us, so buckle up, grab your pen and paper, and enjoy the ride. And we are live. David, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing great. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Orlando, Florida, Sunshine State. Orlando, Florida. Yeah, it sounds good. One of the best places for real estate right now. Yes, it's doing pretty good. I can't complain. It's, you know, we're staying busy despite all of the things happening. <laughs> That's, you know, there's a silver lining in everything. That's what I say here. That's what my grandma always said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, to get us started, why don't you, you know, tell people who you are, um, where you're from and how you got into real estate in the first place. Well, um, I, my name is David Brown. I run uh, Black Diamond Associates and Holdings um, LLC. It's a real estate investing uh, company that helps people not only just get into real estate investing, even if it's just their personal investing side, you know, buying their first home, their second home, whatever it may be, and selling it as they, as the time comes. But it's also about education as well. We, we have different programs to help educate buyers and sellers and, you know, everybody and investors on what's going on. Um, I got into real estate back in 2009, unfortunately, after the crash. Um, so um, my jump was into the legal aspects of real estate. Um, I worked for several law firms, a couple of large ones. And we unfortunately were doing the sad part of which was foreclosure because the crash took a lot of people down. Um, but I learned a lot. Um, I also finished my college degree around the same time, so which was in law, um, in legal studies. And I can't say the amount of stuff that I learned from that was very invaluable. Um, I, I also have done title work. Um, I also have done legal work in, as far as real estate goes in Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and Florida. Okay. So. Um, it's just been a whirlwind. Um, I wanted to get right into real estate right after high school, but you know, things happen in life, you know, can't control those things. Um, but I said, you know what, let me just do this. And I jumped in officially and got my license as a realtor in 2017. Um, and I haven't really looked back. Um, I mean, I, you know, given everything that's going on, I, you know, have a secondary job just to keep things afloat, you know, till we figure out what's going on with COVID, but I can't, and it's still real, real estate related. I won't re leave the real estate world no matter what happens at this point. Um, but I'm, I also have now opened my own new construction part of the business uh, because great. I have seen so much happen, you know, with past clients and new construction, good and bad. And, you know, the things I've seen, I feel like there's a lot lost in the new construction world. And, you know, I feel like people kind of get thrown away if you don't meet, if you can't buy that same day or month or whatever, they're just like, oh, well, bye. And they, you don't ever hear from them again. You don't ever see anything from them again. And I think that's a disadvantage to those who may be really trying and really want to. First time home buyers, people trying to recover from 2008 and 2009, you know, so I've really made my... and worked on the affordable housing side. So most of my home pricing is not going to be above 300,000. 
So it makes it, it, we're focused on the average family out here trying to try to live and, you know, just find peace and happiness. Very nice. So uh, just kind of summing that up. So it sounds like you are, you're a broker for one. So you, you know, you help people buy and sell houses. Um, You also do new construction. So you run a construction company and you invest in real estate. Yep. Wow. That's uh, that is a lot to put on one plate. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. So, um, I mean, you've already kind of gone into this, but, uh, the next question, um, so what describe your business model? What is it that you, you know, what's your bread and butter? What's really putting, putting the, um, you know, food on the table. Um, right now the bread and butter is I've been focusing more on my real estate license, just buying and sell, help people buy and sell real estate. But I, since I started the business, as far as uh, doing the new construction, that's where my focus has been in the most recent. So unfortunately, you know, here we are in 2020. Um, but there has been no shortage of things happening. You know, people are still buying and selling houses. I mean, when I decided to really put out there the business as far as the new construction, uh, one Facebook ad alone rendered me between, rendered me about 75 leads in 24 hours. Wow, that's great. Um, so people are still looking, people are still wanting to buy that real estate. So, and at the price point and at that range, yes, it's a little difficult, but I believe that, you know, there's a room to grow and there's different ways to approach things. You know, like my, you know, mom always said, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I'm sorry to anybody who are cat people, but. Um, <laughs> I always thought that was an odd phrase, but yeah, so you know and i trust me i love cats i've had them and i have a dog now but you know um i just really think that we have to really start getting back to the actual people in our communities um i'm a military kid so community is very important to me and you know not walking away from our community and still being integral to the community is important couldn't agree more um, and you've already, uh, the next question, you've already kind of, uh, touched on it just a, a little bit there. So, um, so right now you're kind of focused on, on your realty side of things, you know, finding, you know, helping people buy and sell houses. Um, and you're also doing new construction. So how do you go about finding, um, deals? How do you go about finding leads? Um, I mean, the as many ways as you could possibly think of um you know i work with different coaches i um, social network you know i use my social media facebook twitter linkedin instagram um you know i also talk to my neighbors i also do the old-fashioned mailers and things of that nature just to really get the information out there to people and you know you have varying degrees you know mailers you know people get it they may or may not respond Um, but you know, social media has always been the biggest thing that's really worked on it. And, you know, I'm just, that's good. I want to go a little bit into that because, um, you know, a lot of people that I've, that I've talked with, they're, um, they're struggling the most to find a very effective way to, to get inbound leads, to, you know, get deals. Um, and so you said social media is the one that's working the best for you. Um, so what, what is it that you're doing in social media that's having, you know, the biggest, the biggest net impact on your, on your bottom line? Um, It's, it's all about personality and it's also all about um, 
what information and how you present it to them. Um, you know, it's pe- people on social media are very visual um, as we are in human beings in general. So when you, you have to be very mindful about what you put out there, you need something that looks clean, inviting, bright to really draw people in. You know, I've, you know, as a realtor, I've learned, and unfortunately we've all seen these pictures on Facebook that are cell phone pictures. You can see people in the shadows. You can see, you know, the house doesn't look as dark, you know, people and those homes generally sit on the market, you know, so in market research, it shows that we have to really be mindful of what we do and, you know, colors, you know, I've actually done some reading and research on what colors you use. Hmm, okay. um, because colors signify different things and trigger different things in the brain, you know? So that's why a lot of, you know, my business colors, if, you know, I change my website just to kind of keep it fresh, but I, you know, blues and greens give, and I think it's blue greens and oranges always get kind of this trusting factor. You hmm. know, people, it's, it's not, you have, people have to trust you with their money. They have to trust you with this transaction, which is one of the largest transactions people make in their lives. So building that trust is important. So if people feel like they're relaxed, they can talk to you. That makes a, makes a big difference. And people feel like they can now, and then, I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing. You get bombarded with questions because now people want to know, they're like, Oh my God, we really like this house. What do we do? What's the, what's the process, you know? And that draws those people in. And it all it takes is just, I use certain programs that just provide me to make a flyer they give me, I can choose my colors. So I have control over that. I put my pictures and content and I don't have to work really hard. I mean, I mean, it's work, but you know, it takes maybe 30, 40 minutes per one that I have to do. Um, but it draws people in. I can post one and I'll have, you know, 500 engagements, you know, in the next three or four days, you know, that's really good because you have people saying, oh, you know, you're going to have your negative Nellies and you're going to have, you know, that's people who are sure on the Internet, man. They're and, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, you have to just take it as you go. You can, you know, take it and leave it. But you never remove those negative comments. You never do those things because or try to hide them because that's still an engagement. Yep. You never know who on their friends page may see it or who how it s- spirals out you know, people see it, people are like, oh, why are you being so rude? You know, da, da. and then people start tagging people. I mean, we see it happen with news stories all the time. Yes. So it's a good way to get your name out there, good or bad, whatever people's opinions are. Absolutely. So, uh, so, so going down that line of, you know, how you're getting leads, um, how you're getting people in the door, social media is what's working really well for you. Um, you're saying you got, it's gotta be engaging. It's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be bright blue, green, orange are the colors that you use. Um, so what are the tools that you found to be most effective? So I'm sure you do paid advertising. Is Facebook the best? Is Instagram the best? I, you know, they're the same platform. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you, you mentioned that you use the tool to create your flyers. Um, so what are the most effective tools that you've used so far? Um, Um, I will say that, Facebook ads and I think Facebook and Instagram, I think Facebook and Instagram are still the same parent company. Yep. Um, but so lately they, if you run a Facebook ad, you can sync it up with Instagram and that those ads run simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think, and I'm not spending, I'm not going out and spending $500 on ads right away. You know, you know, if you like, and this is the thing, it's about being smart as a small business you know, we have to be smart and very particular about how much we spend and where we spend it. So 
I say, you know, every two weeks, let's spend $60. Okay. And, and then you just scale. So as you start to get your business in and everything starts to run $60 every two weeks, um, that what that does is it gives you a potential of how many people you're going to reach. If you reach 2000 people in two weeks, it's not like global, but it's a good start, especially when you're working in your general area and you're working around trying to build your community because you want to continue to hit your community and farm. Like, you know, as we say in real estate, you want to farm that area. So you keep hitting that 2000 people in that same, you know, 10 mile radius. Great. Because guess what? Now they're constantly seeing you yep. and that drives the business to your website that drives the contacts. Absolutely. I, uh, that's actually, um, not ironically, but coincidentally, that's how I got into real estate in the first place. I'm actually digital marketing is how, uh, is my, my bread and butter. And, um, mm-hmm. I was good at it and I used it to, uh, to get leads, PPC advertising. Um, okay. That's how I first got into, into real estate was digital advertising. I still think it's the best way to generate leads. If you do it right, I mean, yes. people can definitely waste money, but um, it's one of the best ways, if not the best way to generate leads. Yeah. I, I mean, I learned the hard way a couple of times, you know, I paid for some ads before for someone else to do them and they were by far the most generic ads, nothing really branded. And I was like, you know, I think what was that? It was about $250 a month. And, you That's know, really I them, <laughs> no, this is about $750 that you're locked into. And for, cause you had to do three months stints. So yeah. I was like, after the first three months, I'm like, I haven't gotten anything that's panned out any interest or anything. So I just stopped and I said, you know what, let me do it myself and, you know, start small and see what I get. And that smaller number and that smaller reach seemed to be, was able to target better than what I was doing with just an overall general, oh, Facebook blast to, you know, the entire country. Right. is good because you see people see you, but it also comes at a disadvantage because people are like, oh, can you do it here? Like, well, no, this is Florida only. You know, so... Yeah, you definitely have to be, when it comes to Facebook advertising and real estate, you have to be uh, geographic specific. It cannot, I would not recommend doing a, a national campaign to anyone. Unless no. you're a national company. I mean, uh, I, we do flips nationally and, or um, wholesales nationally and flips. And we've run uh, um, national campaigns. And, and so it depends on what you're going for. But if you're, if you're focused on one area, Seattle or you know, Orlando yeah. or where, wherever you are, just, just market into that city. Don't try to go anywhere else. Exactly. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch our gears just a little bit here. Um, I'm going to go kind of into your experiences um, we all know real estate is an up and down business. Um, sometimes you feel like you're on the top of the world kicking butt. Um, next times you're in the valley, you know, how am I going to get out of this? Um, so kind of take us through those moments, um, you know, at, at your valley. What would, you know, what was, has been the most difficult thing that you've gone through? Um, and what was the lesson that you learned from that? And then, you know, at the peak, like, what do you love about real estate? Um, what, what have been some of the best experiences you've had? Okay. Well, you know, we'll get the negative stuff out the way. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know, the the difficult and most difficult challenging, I would have to say, is probably at least for me right now, like during this whole pandemic stuff as a small business, you know, we had a lot of interest. We had people prepare, like we're writing contracts, we're doing everything. And then the, the bottom falls out of everything and, you know, everything's canceled. You're, you're, you have things happening, cancellation contracts, money going out that you're not getting back anytime soon. You know, so we're, we're struggling just, you know, as most small businesses are just 
you know, maintaining and, you know, financing so far, we're holding steady at this point. We, you know, I guess a benefit to being a small, you know, one person run business, it allows me a little more freedom and control to kind of take, take the reins and just say, okay, we're going to just pull back and see, and just redirect ourselves. And then, but not, don't stop. You know, I, I had to learn like, okay, yeah, this sucks that, you know, the money's not coming in like I had planned, but you change how you market, you change how you uh, reach people, you you find the, like, the, I don't say the frugal aspects of how to reach people. And you have to be inventive. You have to come up with new ways and new ideas and new programs or whatever is needed. And, uh, you know, as a real estate agent as well, in conjunction with this, I mean, I've lost about three or four contracts, about four, I'm in three contracts now since COVID-19, you know, p- between people writing them or getting ready to close. And I'm down $20,000 um, just in three contracts. So, you know, it's, it's not easy because you now you're thinking about, okay, where am I going to get that $20,000 from? Like I, you know, the check was supposed to be here um, two days ago and now I have no check, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, so it's, it's hard, but what I've always to get moved towards the upside of this, um, I've been lucky to have some really great preferred lenders that I work with. You know, they're close friends of mine as well, and they are brutally honest, <laughs> and, which I appreciate. You know, that's kind of how I am. Like, I'm going to be straight up with you and just like, okay, this ain't happening. You know, or, <laughs> you know, I want to make it happen, but even though I'm going to say this is not going to happen right now and you may not like it, I'm going to give you a plan. My lenders are going to give you a plan saying, hey, okay, your credit score may not be where we need it now, but here's a list of things to do. You know, take the next 30 or 60 days, especially with COVID-19, and just say, you know what, that extra stimulus check you're getting, knock these things out. And then you'll see the change that you need, that we need, and then guess what? We're going in. You know, I've created a program to address that um, as a builder. Most builders aren't doing anything. They're just like trying to just shove houses down people's throats. Uh, They're like, you're going to buy it today. It's like, well, that's well and good, but they have to qualify. (laughs) Um, And, you know, the rules have changed with that. So I've worked and talked to my lenders and say how things work and what we could do. And, you know, I do have a program that's I'm just I'm launching and getting out there uh, within the next couple of weeks to really help people focus on that. So So kind of also just take us real quick. um, If somebody were interested in adding um, new builds to their repertoire, um, Mm -hmm. what is, what are the things that they need to know? Like just really, really quick bullet points. um, What are the things that a person needs to know when they're thinking about starting up new builds? Uh, If you're thinking of starting new builds, the things you need to look at are, you know, land costs. Uh, You need to check and then you need to pick a specific area that you want to be in maybe one or two just to have backups because the cost could be different. You need to look at the county building costs and permitting and impact fees because those, they, it may not seem like something big, but when you start adding them into what the general contractors are going to have to be paying to get things done, it can change the pricing of your home. Um, get real, get real estate advice. If you're not a licensed agent in your area, definitely talk to a real estate agent, figure out what, you do what the average price per square foot is for a home. Um, then make sure you work with, find yourself some good lenders or something because those partners will help get your information out. Also uh, pick a title company. If you don't have one, 
If you're an investor, you probably have one, but definitely make sure that they can handle the work. You know, I know there's the big companies and small companies and everything in between, but, you know, make sure you trust them, but also they can handle the work. All right. I like it. All right. We're going into the the closing period here. We're almost, well, we're past our 20 minutes. We're closing in on the 30. Um, So to close things out, kind of tell people if, uh, you know, you started way back, you wanted to start right out of high school um, or right out of college, whichever one it was. Mm -hmm. And and you've always really liked um, real estate. So if you could go back and talk to that version of David um, and give him one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Um, Buckle up, Bart, and, uh, you know, put your big boy pants on and yeah, life it might throw you some curveballs, but, you know, don't back down. You know, like when people present issues or stoppages in front of you, just keep pushing through it, you know, and ask for the help that you need. Love it. All right, David, um, it has been a pleasure having you on. If, um, if people, you know, listening and want or, and watching, um, if they want to get in contact you with you, um, how, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Um, the best way most likely is through my website, just so that I can don't lose anybody. Um, if they can go, if they go to my website, you can Google black diamond associates and holdings. Um, we should pop up pretty close in your Google selection. Um, and you, you can definitely go to our contact us page, uh, and see, and just reach out to us that way with questions uh, and concerns or anything you have real estate related. And we'll, we'll take it from there. And, um, you can also reach us by phone as well. Okay, perfect. Um, and if you guys are interested, the, uh, the, the link to the website will be in the show notes. So you can check it out there. Um, all right, David, again, thank you for having us on. I've learned a lot. I'm sure everybody listening and watching learned a lot as well. Um, For everybody watching, thank you for joining us again. And if you want to reach out to David, um, check out his website or his LinkedIn. I'll put them both in the comments and we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. For more information on how to work with the host, Gabe Peterson, go to www.realestateinvestingclub.com. Otherwise, we will see you guys in the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.